Madeline Lobsey uh, runs an organisation for people with autism and ADHD, young people in particular. Uh, it was only recently that she was diagnosed herself with the very same condition. Madeline, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sonia. Hi. What was that like when you heard that diagnosis? <laughs> uh, bizarre. And at the same time, I would say really validating. And and I keep saying to people, it was like pulling at a ball of string that completely unraveled and it was like I could see my whole life ahead of me and it all made sense. Did it um, – I'm guessing that if you worked in this area, maybe you were starting to twig yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, I've spent three years working with neurodivergent, autistic, ADHD people and – I and and mostly like you say, young people and and also you know my own child. So I was seeing behaviours and noticing things, but really just didn't connect it to myself, you know, for a long time. And then somewhere along the way, as I started to meet more and more neurodivergent adults and saw the way that it shows up or manifests or the behaviours in an adult, I went, man, this is familiar. <laughs> Like, I, this makes sense to me. I wonder, do you think, if you were attracted to that line of work, because it felt familiar? Yeah. Look, I, I went through a phase, Sonia, honestly, where I went, am I just making this up? Like, am I so surrounded by this community that I'm seeing things that aren't there? <laughs> what, suggested but... <laughs> autism or ADHD? Is that what you say? That's right, <laughs> yeah. Just by being around the environment. And I think, you know, people have a really common misconception where they say things like, oh, we're all on the spectrum, which is just not accurate. You are or you aren't. And I think if you've got one or two behaviours that can be related to neurodivergent behaviours, you might go, oh, yeah, yeah, I must be on the spectrum. But in fact, it's a culmination of many, 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 many things that make it, you know, clinically empirical that you either are or you aren't. So... I went from going, okay, am I just making this up to starting to deal with the culmination of everything. And then I started to go, actually, I really think there's something here. And, and, and because of my commitment in my job and to what I can see is really possible for the neurodivergent community, it became important to me to know yes or no for myself. Now, for some people, a diagnosis like that might be uh, shocking. It might yeah. be, um, well, life-changing in some ways, but it might be a thing that's hard to deal with. You describe it as putting you into a place where you are in a space of wonder. Can you explain that and describe that for us? Yeah, because I think a lot of focus is often on the stuff that's hard. And it's true. There is stuff that's hard, no question. But the space of wonder for me is now beginning to see all the things my brain is capable of that I literally thought the rest of the world was too. <laughs> you know, I just thought, oh, everybody's like this. But now I'm starting to go, no, they're really not. And I'm starting to notice the amazing things. Like I really can have 10 complete trains of thought running at once and I can hold them all separately and I can almost converse with them at the same time. And that for me is not overwhelming and it's not stressful. It's like the way my brain works. 
So that's become like a, a superpower. Like I've gone, wow, my brain's actually really cool rather than there's this problem. Just in terms of the logistics for those who don't understand how this works, um, you've been diagnosed as autistic and ADHD. Is that right? Are they usually connected? It's common. They can be. And look, this is such an evolving area where research is just exploding and it's really being looked at and particularly for women. So even right now, there's a conference running, you know, specifically for autistic girls and women because for many, many years, people thought women just didn't didn't have or deal with autism or ADHD. So there's a lot of research that's happening and things are moving very quickly. So I'm going to say it is common to have those two things together, but it's not necessarily the case with everybody. You could be one, you could be other. And in my case, it's both. Where to now? Um, uh, is this just a change of thinking for you in terms of how you see yourself? Because you've been living with this for a long time, right? So you've... Oh, probably, my whole life. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> now got a name. That's right. And I think that's part of it. And I think that's why people get confronted is, you know, anybody can be confronted by a label. The moment you give something a label, there's going to be opinions about the label itself from either yourself or from other people. Um, But this doesn't, like in many ways, this doesn't change anything for me. I'm still the same person I always was. I think what it makes available is you know, my own 10-year-old said to me, well, Mark, bye-bye, neurotypical, and hello being yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, yes, that's it. And and there's a freedom to talk about it, including, you know, Sonia, sometimes there are things that I work so hard on with my brain, and I'm a high-achieving human being, and I think women particularly have a propensity to keep soldiering on and finding ways and so there's been things in my life that I've worked so hard with my brain and like come on if you just keep working hard you're going to get better and you can do it and you know pressuring myself and now there's this freedom to go actually maybe I don't have to work that hard and maybe I can get some kind of support or maybe I can just have other people who are good at it do it and then that leaves me the room to use all the parts of my brain that do have superpowers and really get up to something with that. So for me, there's a real sense of freedom. Madeline uh, Lobsey is my guest. Um, She's talking with us about her recent diagnosis of um, autism and ADHD. And the reason we're talking with her is this is an area that she has worked in with young people. She leads an organisation that works with young people who are neurotypical in this area. And suddenly she gets this diagnosis herself. Now, it's all very different and yet all very the same, uh, according to what you're saying, Madeline. So I'm guessing, I'm wondering what advice you would have then to to adults who who are possibly kind of feeling that ball of string or ball of wool like you were talking about, uh, but haven't got that diagnosis. Is it worth getting the diagnosis? Does it not matter? How should we be looking at this and thinking about it from what from what your experience has been? Yeah, I think it's a very personal choice. Um, and there are people that it will be fine to never have a diagnosis and and just, you know, they may what we would call self-diagnose or identify as it themselves. And for other people like me, the clarity really makes a difference. 
And I think if it's niggling, which it was for me, for I would say for six months before I really, really went in and went, okay, I'm going to do it now. If it is niggling, I would say it's incredibly uh, validating, nurturing, and I'm and and for sure intense at different times. You know, when you're looking at things that are uncomfortable, but it's so validating and there is a peace of mind now that I have that just was not there before. Steph says, I thought autism was more difficult to detect in females. Do you know if that's the case, Madeline? Yes, yes, and only because of the way we talk about it and and the research that there's been so far. But, um, you know, as research is developed and that people particularly look at girls less and less so. There's a lot of opinion about the assessments themselves and the particular assessment mode, which people say is now outdated. And there is at the moment, um, people are working on an upgraded or, or new model of assessment that includes the kind of behaviours and traits that show up in females more so, but also an expanded view of what autism is itself. So, Yes, is is the short answer, but only because of the way we've looked at it so far. Uh, Greg says, this is so relatable. I run a company that provides therapeutic fitness for people with autism. And though I'm not assessed or diagnosed, I often question what's behind my actions and choices. That's exactly what it's like, Greg. That is exactly what it's like. And I think it moves from a point of going, oh, this is like a personality trait. I'm just like this. Um, and the more you talk about it, I think that would be my advice to people is as you talk to people about it, what I started to discover is, oh, not everybody does think like this or not everybody does deal with this. And there've been extraordinary people paving the way at the moment, like M. Rociano and Chloe Hayden and many others who are uh, Grace Tame, extraordinary, who are paving the way to really talk about it and then it was those kind of people speaking out that made me hear myself in what they were talking about. And it, there is a sense, though, isn't there, almost like people are jumping on a bandwagon. I, you, you often hear people say yes. that, aren't they? And I think you said you were fearful that are you just um, taking this on board, putting that, that, that coat on, Absolutely. so to speak. And I Absolutely. Just, yeah, <laughs> there, there is this – but. Is that just a sign? I mean, is there a danger that people might just assume or call themselves autistic or ADHD um, because it's the trend at the moment, you know? Yeah, I don't think there is because, you know, nobody really wants to label themselves with something people are going to judge them for, I don't think. Um, And, and yeah, there was a fear about jumping on the bandwagon because, you know, it does – people do – identify and it's a very powerful community an extraordinary community that definitely ought to have advocacy we ought to be empowering autistic voices and making sure that they're heard and you know I was like you know what do I do I change my LinkedIn profile and chuck it up the top like (laughs) what (laughs) what actually happens here and and at first I was like I don't want to be someone that jumps on that bandwagon and then I went you know what I really do because there are people out there who are uh, confused and stuck and dealing with things and maybe they don't have the environment that I have where there's such room and space for me to be able to explore this and be myself and then be able to so powerfully be a voice for this community. And 
maybe what's really going to matter is me being willing to be a voice for this community so that other people have that space and that room. And if that's a bandwagon, I'm on it. One uh, texter says, this lady's story is so like mine. I've just started going down the road of being diagnosed as ASD and ADHD. I feel it allows me to understand myself more and I'm in my 50s. Mm. Non-surprising. I mean, so many women, I'm, I'm almost 49 and it's like, really, I got this far and I couldn't work it out. And um, that is a really common story, like I said, particularly for women and you know, I, I'm even young compared to some people that are being diagnosed in their 60s, 70s, even 80s. Yeah. Uh, I, I started this. I mean, you're a, you're a former Adelaide girl. Is that right? I am an Adelaide girl, yes, proudly yes. an Adelaide girl. <laughs> former Adelaide girl. Uh, you're working with young neurotypical uh, people. Neurodiverse. Neurodiverse people, sorry. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and you've been doing this, this for some time. You got this diagnosis... Tell us what you said when you um, uh, were facilitating the social <laughs> hub just last week or when you wrote a particular piece I was reading because I just think this this signs at all. I mean, I've got a, t- a, a call from Phil who said, I've had a late ASD diagnosis but can't find one psychologist in Adelaide to provide treatment uh, for me. Yeah. Now, there are many people who don't believe you need treatment as, as such. Um, what did you say to these young people? Okay, so you've opened a big box here, Sonia. (laughs) So I'll say something that will probably make a difference to Phil in a minute, but I'll answer your question first. Um, So I I work for a place called the A-List Hub and our whole point is that, you know, neurodivergent autistic young people can be social their way. And we run these social hubs and I was, and it's really, I asked 200 autistic teens, what do you want? And what they said was a place to hang out. And so we run these hangout spaces and I was with a group of them last week and uh, I introduced myself as autistic ADHD and then I said to them, "Um, I have some sense of what your life is like and I want you to know that my life is fabulous and this all works out. And, you know, something popped in them, Sonia. Something became possible, like it stopped being... They were an outsider, a problem, someone who needed to fix something and something became possible about living a fabulous life. Beautiful. Uh, It's great, isn't it? Um, Madeline, I'm sure this is really helpful hearing your story uh, for for lots of people there. Um, Another texter says, autism isn't just a label. It has always been around. We've just a name for it now. They used to be called the naughty kid or the stupid kid, but now we know how to approach it. Um, hopefully yeah. we do. I think we know how to better approach it. I'm not sure we're doing it 100% yet, but hopefully we're no, doing it better. No, there's a lot to go. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely doing it better, yes. Yeah, Ma- and Phil, Phil, just for Phil, really there's places out there, there's long wait lists for everything. There's an organisation called My Care Space where they connect you with people in your local area to find appointments. Go check it out, Phil. It'll make a difference. Good on you, Madeline. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Madeline Lobsey, Um Former Adelaide girl, leading an organisation for young people with autism and ADHD and just recently been diagnosed with the condition herself.